Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. I'd love for you to go ahead and get some notes out. Jot a few things down tonight. I want you to get your Bibles also open to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 16. I had you turn there this morning, but I'm going to have you just turn a few verses earlier. Acts 16, 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Find it in your Bibles, your Bible apps, whatever. Hey guys, it's time for your breakthrough, and I want you to expect and I want you to believe that. Tonight's message is entitled, (laughs) The Original Jailhouse Rock, all right? The Original Jailhouse Rock. Uh, You know, a lot of people, when you say, okay, who, who did The Original Jailhouse Rock? Most people will say, Elvis Presley, right? 1957. I mean, that was before, like, I mean, who was even born in here at that time? No, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I mean, I know I wasn't. And, yeah, it's like, I'm a, I'm a child of the 60s. And, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm actually in the mid to latter half of that, that decade. But Elvis Presley did Jailhouse Rock in 1957. And it was something that jolted the world. Let's take a look at that, that jolting video from 1957. Take, take a look at this. <laughs> you gotta love it, right? You gotta love it. So, so much fun, and uh, and that just turned the world upside down back in 1957. But uh, tonight, I'm not talking about that jailhouse rock. If you're here this morning, actually, you heard the first part of my message for tonight. Uh, really, I'm, I'm picking up where we left off yesterday, or, or earlier today, or this morning, this afternoon, whenever you came to church. We go to church like all day here now. But, uh, but, but Paul and Silas, they were thrown in prison, and there was this earthquake. Now, I, I, as I was looking for Jailhouse Rock on, online, I found a Christian version of Jailhouse Rock. Now, okay, you guys, have you ever seen any of these Christian movies that are like really cheesy? Yeah, okay, we've all seen them. I've seen them, you know, like we watch them and you're like, I, oh, I'm kind of embarrassed, but oh well, it's still telling the story. And, and uh, well, well, someone took a, a portion of a Christian movie and put it to music and did the Jailhouse Rock of Paul and Silas telling the story. And I thought, it is cheesy, but I thought it was so cute. I just have to show it to you. So take a look at this one. Come on, let's do this one. (laughs) 
Run Run. All right. Thank you very much. How fun. How fun. Whoever created that video, I, I'm just, they, they took some time with that. That is quite, quite fun. A little cheesy, but still, still fun. But, you know, I just want to show you that, just kind of give you a visual impact. But tonight is a night to rock your jailhouse. That's what I'm praying for. Tonight is the night for you to break through. And, and it's time to start living in the supernatural. Now, Preston led you in a prayer earlier to receive Christ. So I'm going to preach to you tonight as if every one of you are believers. That means the Holy Spirit is living in you. And you can have more and more and more of that Holy Spirit according to your desire. The Holy Spirit, God wants you to rise above even the, you know, the circumstances that are surrounding you. When, I, when I'm talking about living supernatural, supernatural living means that you're going to refuse to allow the physical circumstances to dictate your attitude through the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, you see, the key word here is attitude. And we do have a lot of things that go wrong. You lose your job. You lose your house. Your marriage is crumbling. Take a big financial hit, poor health or an injury, loneliness, sorrow. Every single one of us, we, we hit these different physical circumstances, these, 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 these chains or this, this prison that we find ourselves in. But today we're going to read together in this passage of Scripture about how to overcome it supernaturally. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe that, God, that God's going to show you how to apply what I'm teaching today directly to whatever is your circumstance that you need to break out of. I want you to get it in your head right now. What is it that you need to break out of? What is it that you need freedom from? What is it that you need delivered from? For some of you, it's an addiction. For others of you, it's a sin struggle. For others of you, you know, there, there's just this, there's this, this, this totally, totally messed up relational situation that you need a miracle in. What is it that you're chained up to that you want to get free from? Get it in your head today because as I'm preaching, I want you to be thinking about that the whole time, all right? Now, Paul, Paul and his traveling companion Silas, they were going throughout the ancient Roman Empire in the first century AD, and what they were doing is they were going and establishing churches. They were planting churches, and, uh, and then they would go back, they would also visit some of the churches they had planted before. Now, in this particular case, they're in this Roman, uh, Roman province of Macedonia. And they come to this little town called Philippi. I love doing research, and so what I did is, is, you know, even before preaching this message, I like to research everything I can about Philippi. I know that Paul later wrote a letter back to them. It's called Philippians. But I wanted to see, like, what, what, you know, what's there today? Well, there's just ruins there today. Uh, the city was destroyed, uh, oh, about, uh, about, uh, about a thousand years ago. But the ruins are still there. In fact, I even saw, saw their, their amphitheater and, and, and and uh, judging, looking at the size of the amphitheater, probably would have sat about 2,000 people. So this was a sizable city at that time. And, and uh, Paul and Silas, they were establishing a church there. The way they would establish churches, Paul was a Jew, Silas was a Jew also. So what they would do 
is they would go into a community and they would find the Jews. And uh, the easy way to find the Jews is the Jews would be meeting somewhere uh, on, on early on a Saturday morning. And they would, have their, they would have their Sabbath gathering. And so you find them gathering for the Sabbath. And so he would come and start teaching them, preaching them, and, and show them that, hey, the, the God we're serving here, it's Jesus. Jesus came to set you free from the law. And now here's the fulfillment. So he would start churches that way. And, uh, and he was getting the church started and, and the, the Jews had given their life to Jesus. They were there and he was helping to get things started. And, and, uh, and he, would, I mean, he was allowing the Holy Spirit to work and to move through them. But while they were there, while they were there, uh, one of the ministries that they did was called a ministry of deliverance. Now, let me explain it to you. It's de- deliverance ministry is when a person is delivered of an evil spirit. Uh, and, and really, it's an act of love. I know some of you have seen movies about that kind of stuff, and some of that's like really like way out there. But, but you know, the, the, in reality, what it is, is deli- when a person is delivered from an evil spirit, it's an act of love for someone who's praying for them. In fact, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you can see a person delivered of an evil spirit. You can. Yeah, it's, it's really, really is. And, and it's just because you love the person so much, and you just pray that that evil spirit will be gone in Jesus' name. Well, there was this, there was this person that was following them around. And and uh, and just just yelling at him all the time, and and finally Paul just out of compassion of his heart, and he was just like, oh, this has got to stop. He just commanded the demon to leave, and the person was set free and and was delivered from it. And I'll just tell you right, supernatural living. I'll just tell you this right up front: supernatural living involves being able to sense when there's spiritual darkness around. You tell that spiritual darkness to go in Jesus' name. You can do that, and there's nothing weird about it. There's nothing weird about it. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things that, that I, I've taught my boys to do this, we do this in our family, is, is whenever we see a place that, that enshrines um, witchcraft, we just always pray over it. God, shut it down in Jesus' name. Shut it down in Jesus' name. Shut it down in Jesus' name. There was, there was one place over in the cultural district, sat there for years. And uh, every time we drove by there, in Jesus' name, be gone. Get out of my neighborhood. I'm pastor out here. This, this don't belong in my neighborhood. This is gone in Jesus' name. My boys, you guys know, we drive by, it's like, hey, it's time to pray. In Jesus' name, let it go. All right, boop. And so, and then all of a sudden, one day, kaboom, it's gone. I mean, the whole, the house was gone. Not just like closed, gone. And I've actually seen that happen many times. Uh, when I was pastoring in Missouri, there was, a, uh, they, there was a psychic convention that the city was famous for. And they had brought it to the city for over 25 years. And it was a big event. And uh, the whole city would come to a standstill, a city of about 100,000. And when the big psychic convention came, I was like, I, t- I told my, my elders in the church, why, why are we allowing this? And they're like, well, you know, we don't really allow it. It's like, yeah, you do, because you're in the, we, we, you know, we have spiritual authority here. We're not going to do that. We don't let that happen. These, you know, people are inviting demon spirits into our city. That's like, that's not, let's not do that, okay? And so we just, I said, okay, we're going to set up prayer stations. So, so we had people go sit in the parking lot during the convention and to pray the entire time. And here's the prayer. I said, just, just simple prayer. Just pray in the spirit and just pray. Worship Jesus. But just say, in Jesus' name, this is the last year these, these guys will ever be here. I went public with the church on it. And they thought, I was, some people thought I was crazy. Like, that is weird. You can't do that. How can you pray them out? I'd have people stop me after service. Well, who do you, you, that is prideful and arrogant of you, believing that you can drive the psychics out of town. Like, just watch. You don't, just, you don't have to participate. You watch. God is my witness. They canceled and they never came back to town. You know, I'm telling you guys, you don't have to allow evil to reign. All you gotta do is just pray. And you, don't have to be, you don't have to be weird about it. Okay? Alright, well, jumping back into the story. 
Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Look at it. It says, once when they were going to the place of prayer, that's where they were meeting with the believers, we were met by a slave girl, a slave girl. What was that called? That's called human trafficking. Keep in mind, she's a slave girl who's demon-possessed. So we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit, that's a demon spirit, by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. All right? The girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. And, and, and see... And she kept this up for several days. Now, sometimes the, you know, the enemy knows the truth. And sometimes the enemy will say the truth just to cause, just to cause turmoil, to cause problems, and, and, uh, and yell out, stuff like that. And that's true. I've experienced that. Uh, you know, I, I've experienced it. No kidding. I have experienced it right here in this neighborhood coming up. And this always happens when I'm alone. I'm like, what is Because I would like somebody else to witness this right here, you know? <laughs> I've had people yelling at me, walking down the street. Yo! I'm like, they don't even know me. That's like... You preacher, who do you think you are preaching in that name that we don't like? I'm like, oh, just shut up. I've never told you guys this, but it's happened. And one time there's a guy walking down the street one time. This is early one morning. The church had just started. We were here, and there were like 10 of us, all right? And I was the only person here, and this guy came out, and I could feel it, a block off. It's like, okay, the guy's demonized. I'm like, God, I really don't want to deal with this right now. I promise you I did. It's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this right now. And he, had, he was crossing the street. He was walking on the opposite side, crossing the street, coming this way toward the building. I was like, Okay, let's just do that. In Jesus' name, just stay on the other side of the street and stay off our property. I'm not dealing with this today. Just stay up. And I promise you, God, you know you were there, right? He stops in the middle of the street and goes back over to the other side. I went, okay, go ahead. So I came in the building. Like, he's not going to come around and mess with us. And, and uh, about 30 minutes later, I went over to Walgreens and I saw like the pack that he was carrying. And I, I saw it laying out in front and I just said, hey, is the guy that's carrying the pack out front, is he in here? You know, just knowing like, hey, I, I know something spiritual is going on there. They said, not anymore. I said, well, what happened? They said, he came in here and started screaming and cussing about, about what God is trying to do in this city and started knocking over the shelves. Look at all that stuff. There were shelves knocked over, all kinds of stuff. And they said, the police had to come and get him. We were scared. I'm like, oh, shoot. You know, I, I thought, I didn't mean to say, I, God, I didn't say go to Walgreens and destroy Walgreens. But, but I'm telling you guys, it, it doesn't have to be weird, but that stuff's real, okay? You, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So, Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, not to the woman, but to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. So this fortune telling, this psychic, these power from demons, this is, this is, this is satanic power. And it's, again, real and it's dangerous. That's why we don't mess with Ouija boards, Okay. And I know there's a trend to kind of do some of that stuff. We don't do that because that power is real. It's the power of demons. Okay, it is real power. It's not a joke. Uh, we, don't, we don't do psychics. We don't do any of that kind of stuff because you're messing around with the, the demonic. And if you're messing around with that, you just, just cut it off today. Just saying, I'm not going to do that anymore in Jesus' name. And you know, you can come and even receive prayer. Like, I, you know, I've been messing with this stuff. I don't want to do with it anymore. I, I need to be free from it. And have someone pray for you. It's that simple, okay? It really is. 
But see, I love what the scripture says. It says that it, it grieved Paul. It says that he was troubled, he, that he was grieved when he saw how that, how that demon was controlling that, that girl. And, and really when our hearts get to that place, God, God will allow us to minister to people who are in the darkest places, hurting people. What causes your heart to be grieved and troubled? What causes your heart to be grieved when you're in the community here. The truth is, where you're grieved in your spirit, that's really part of where you're called to do ministry. That is. I learned this a long time ago. It was kind of in the natural realm. I was learned, like, wherever you see a problem, you're probably the person that is supposed to fix that problem. And the problem is with me. is like, well, I notice problems everywhere. Great. You know, I want to try to notice less of them. But really what grieves you, what grieves you, those are the things that really you're called to do ministry there and God will give you a strategy. And for some of you, that is exactly what you needed to hear tonight because there's a ministry for you to do. And I challenge you to be bold in that ministry. From 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, one of my favorite scriptures from the Bible, and not just because it says Timothy and my name's Tim, but I like this. It says, God did not give us a spirit of timidity. No, but I'm shy. No, God didn't give that to you. Well, you don't understand. It's my personality. It might be your personality, but that's not what God gave you. God gave you something else, because when his spirit came into you, he gave you a a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. That word power is the Greek term dunamis, which is an indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, and it naturally flows from a person who's full of the Holy Spirit, and it allows you to minister and to bless other people. And when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're not full of timidity. Today is a day timidity can be broken off of your life and a day when you're going to walk out of here with power. You're going to walk out of here with love. You'll start loving people you never even liked before. <laughs> and self-discipline, oh my goodness. Like, whoa, yeah, I, I'm going to be disciplined to read the word. Well, where did that come from? The Spirit of God just did that. You're not timid anymore. Holy Spirit gives that to you. Holy Spirit gives, don't, don't forget this. Holy Spirit gives you three things. Power, love, self-discipline. Say those three things with me. Power, love, self-discipline. Get that. And, you know, when times are tough, we need this. Because serving God doesn't mean that everything is perfect and easy. Because you have troubles just like everyone else has troubles. That's true. Look at verse 19. Chapter 16, verse 19 of Acts. It says, when the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and they're throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful to us Romans to accept or to practice. And the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and then the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. And upon receiving such orders, he put them into the inner cell. <laughs> they'd have a lot of more, they'd be more difficult to break out and he fastened their feet in stocks. Again, what did they do wrong? Nothing. All they did is they blessed a little girl who was bound up not by people who were trafficking her for evil purposes because she had a demon in her. I think that's wicked, guys. Taking money to make that happen. 
And because they lost capital, because they lost their money, then comes anger, retaliation, a mob, they're stripped and beaten and imprisoned. But in the middle of that, supernatural living will give you breakthrough during those times because that's where some of you are right now. Like, I've been serving God, I've been doing the right thing, but why did all this happen? I was telling the truth, being helpful, and, and you know, some people came against me and they told lies about me. Yeah, uh, this is nothing new. This is, this is how it works. But I love what Paul says. He said this in 2 Corinthians chapter four. He says, but we had this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power, that dunamis, that indwelling power of God is from God and not from us. The jars of clay mean like, we're just like clay pots. We're just clay pots. Supernatural living, this is coming from God. And having that power, Paul says, he says, yet at the same time, we are hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. For some of you, this is, this is what, oh, let me, let me just rephrase this and say like it's you saying it. I am hard-pressed on every side, but I'm not crushed. I'm perplexed, but I'm not in despair. I'm persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. I'm struck down, but I'm not destroyed. Problems? Yeah, but I'm telling you, that power, that dunamis power of God inside of us, these jars of clay, causes us to be in situations that even though everything's going wrong in our lives, you're still not in despair. You're still not abandoned, and you are not destroyed. And the reason that you're there is you're, you're, there's a purpose for that, and you're just to continue making Jesus known wherever you are. And just keep praising and worshiping God. As you tonight, you're just worshiping Jesus. And, and some of you, I, mean, I, saw, I know some of your stories. You, like, you're, you're having a really bad time. <laughs> you're, you're, you're going through some major stuff. I know a lot of your stories. You, you, know, you know, like, yeah, I know. I've been talking to you, Pastor. I, I, I know what's going on. Yet it blesses my heart to see you worshiping Jesus in the middle of your, 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 your situation where there's chains on you and you're in prison. I'm just telling you, keep praising. In verse number 25, this happens. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. They weren't participating, but they weren't sleeping either. They were just listening. Okay, this is interesting. We never heard this in the jail before. But I love it because the circumstances are no longer in control of Paul and Silas. I mean, it's no longer in control. In fact, Preston, now there's a little case of water. I want you to bring it up here to me because I want to show this to you here. Um, uh, this is, I need to take my jacket off here. And it's hot up here anyway, so, all right. But, uh, thank you. But if you were to, you know, I, I love, I, you know, I go to Walmart, get a case of water, you know, I take it off the shelf, and then, then if I start to put it up on the, on the little counter, like, oh, don't, don't, don't pick it up, you'll hurt yourself. I'm thinking, I just picked it up from up there. Oh, what? Oh, oh, no, you'll hurt yourself. I'm like, no, well, watch this, you know, scan it. And they're like, oh, oh, sir, oh, oh. Like, Calm down, it's gonna be okay. You know, I, I do that, so if you ever see me at Walmart doing that, it's part of my game with them. Like, oh, but we need to come around and scan. It's like, I've already picked, I mean, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna get to my car? How many? But, you know, a case of water, it does weigh a little bit. And imagine, you know, if you have to take this case of water and you're carrying it around on your head all day. Yeah, after a while, this burden would get a little heavy, wouldn't it? But if I, do you realize that if I change the atmosphere, if I change the atmosphere, this little case of water, which is kind of getting heavy on my head right now, 
I'm glad I'm not, you know, a native who has to do this every day, you know. This little case of water, I could put four, five, six cases and stack them up if I was underwater. Do you realize if I was underwater, this would be light as a feather. I could stack them all the way up and I could be walking around with them, just balancing them. You're like, oh, look at how wonderful, look at how powerful you are. No, no, no. What's happened is I've changed the atmosphere. I've changed the environment because the environment of air and the gravity is here and it's going to cause this thing to be extra heavy. But if I change the atmosphere, if I change the environment, all of a sudden, and I go underwater, you can have multiple ones of these and carry them around and you're not even going to feel any of that weight on you. That is exactly what God wants to do through the power of his Holy Spirit because some of you are carrying big heavy loads right now and it's hurting you and God is telling you, I want you to change the environment. I want you to change the atmosphere and I'll tell you what changes the atmosphere first. Praise does. Praise and worship. Your circumstances will be lighter. Case closed. I told you this morning, I come in here so many times, again, you think, oh, pastor, you know, your life is so perfect. No, it's not. I mean, that stuff stresses me out all the time. Just be glad you don't have to work with me like the staff does, you know? Uh, and, and, you know, I deal with stuff too, just like you do. But I walk in here and, and I cast my care on God. I'll be worshiping God. And then all of a sudden, within five minutes, I'm like, what was I stressed out about? I don't know. I don't know. But, but Jesus, I love you. All of a sudden, what I'm carrying becomes lighter, so much lighter. See, praise brings blessings. Paul says this, may the God share this with you today. May God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. How? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's possible with Holy Spirit power. Praise brings those blessings. Back to the story. Acts 20, 16, verse 26, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken and all at once the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Let's just stop right there. That is the coolest story ever. It really is. That is a very cool story. Why? You think, yeah, because Paul and Silas, their chains came loose. Ah, well, that's, that's kind of cool. I mean, like they're Christians. They're gonna get blessed, right? What about all these other people? Maybe rapists, murderers, thieves. All these other people who had stirred up trouble and broken laws, they were in jail too. And their chains fell off and their doors were open too. That's the miracle right there. And, and, and that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, all the chains came off. And so I don't care how bad you are. I don't care what you're doing. Like, but, but you know what? Everybody else is praising and I just don't have it in me. We can, what? Then you just stay right here in this atmosphere and watch what just might happen over yeah. these next few minutes. Because today your breakthrough is here. You can use that. In fact, some of you who are worshiping God through your breakthrough, as you worship God, you create the atmosphere for that to happen. So many times, one of the things that happens with people, they walk into this place. In fact, people walk into that coffee shop and they'll hear the music and they'll come in and they'll just be in melt and cry. It happens. I think it's so weird because it even happens during praise and worship practice. The guys are up here and it's 8 a.m. and they're practicing, going through the songs and someone comes in off the streets there hearing the music and crying and they'll say, I need Jesus. We're not not doing that yet, you know? But but I'll tell you what happens is, is, is God, that atmosphere, chains fall off of people. I love verse 27. It says, then the jailer woke up. He was sleeping. 
He was in bed. He was sleeping. That was, that's bad, okay? The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword, was about to kill himself, and he thought that all the prisoners had escaped. Because in those days, under Roman law, if a jailer lost a prisoner, he would typically be publicly humiliated by being executed. That was part of how it worked. Uh, but Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. Now, would you do that? Or you're like, going, thank you, Jesus, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> kill yourself, that's fine with me. I'm out of here. I, I don't know, I might have done that. I, I might have done that. I'm, there's this part of me that's just my thing. I just might have just like hightailed it out of there and just like, I'm getting away now. No, but he says, don't harm yourself. We're all here. None of the prisoners have left. Gerald called for torches. He says lights, but I know there were torches. He rushed in and fell trembling. His body was shaking. He fell down before Paul and Silas. Why was he trembling and shaking? Is because he knew the presence of God was in that place. Something supernatural was happening. Paul and Silas carried in the supernatural presence of God. Chains fell off of people and not one prisoner left. And he came in and just began trembling at their feet. He then brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. (laughs) And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house, his family. They got to go preach this. And it's after midnight. So like 1 a.m., he's waking up his wife and kids. You know, let us say, prisoners, y'all stay here. We're going over to the house. And hey, guys, you might just got saved. And, And they start preaching to everybody else like, oh, yes. And the whole family saved. God worked a big, stinking miracle. And God will do the same kind of stuff through you and in you. Let's look at verse 33. Let's look at the end of this story. It says, at that hour of the night, the jailer then took them, oh, this is so cool, and washed their wounds. Did you remember? They'd been beaten publicly in the street. They'd been stripped. Their clothes were stripped off and they'd been beaten, so they were wounded. In fact, the little video showed like some little red paint on their (laughs) clothes, but... They had these wounds, and they were seeping, and they were ugly and nasty. He washed their wounds. Then immediately, he and all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them, and he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, his whole family. Man, come on up here. I want you to come come on up here right now. Worship team, listen. There's this perpetuation of supernatural living that I want you to see in that little portion right there because that's really amazing because Paul and Silas were living in the supernatural even though they were beaten up. Now the government guy takes them home and starts washing out their wounds himself. The one who meant evil is now coming around and blessing them and healing, bringing healing For some of you, you start operating in the supernatural. Those who were against you, trying to keep you in prison and bound up are gonna become people that are gonna bring healing to you. And then I love it because then Paul and Silas, it says they responded, you follow the story, they responded by them baptizing all of them. (laughs) They they got saved, you get baptized, you know? If you've you've not yet been baptized, you need to do it before we leave here tonight. That's all I'm saying. As soon as I get done praying, you just need to go over there and talk to whoever, Chris or whoever's standing over there. You just say, I need to be baptized tonight. We'll take care of that. And, and then, then and they got baptized, and so they're like all wet and everything. And then, and then the jailer blesses him again. He said, 
I'm going to fix you a meal. Now, by this time, I'm thinking, you know, midnight, one, two, it's three stinking a.m. Like, let's all have a party and let's eat. Because obviously the guys hadn't eaten all day because they had gone through all that trauma. He fed them. He blessed them. The one who was holding you prisoner might be the one who's going to come and prepare a banquet in front of you. That's what happens when we live in the supernatural, my friend. I've seen it happen over and over again in my life, and I know it's true. It's true. And what's the result? What's the end result? It's just just everybody's full of joy. Everybody's happy. You kind of go back to the original, to to Elvis Presley's Jailhouse Rock. It's like everybody's just happy. You know, of course, they were happy for a whole wrong reason in in that video, but everybody's happy. And now it's 4 a.m., The whole family's up. The kids are up. Everybody's up. Everybody's happy. They're full of joy. And it simply happened because of three things. And I want you to get this. First of all, it's because Paul and Silas maintained the fullness of the Holy Spirit. They didn't let the Holy Spirit leak out. And they kept worshiping in the middle of all that stuff. Uh, The second thing is they chose to rise. They made the choice. And it's a choice, guys. Rise above the circumstances by worshiping and praying in the middle of the horrible circumstances. That's it. That's what something you need to do tonight. And the third thing they did is they chose to be used, they, they chose to be used by God, instruments of God's blessing. Do you want that to happen? I do. I want to be an instrument of God's blessing. I do. I do. I, do. I, I want to be a carrier of the fire of God. Before we go into some closing worship, we have a time of prayer and then baptism. You know, in ancient Greece, um, they had the Olympics, and you guys have heard about that. But there was one Olympic event, which is almost kind of like something they would do on Survivor. It was, it was a little bit of a twist on a race. What they would do is they'd have this, it was a quite a long, lengthy race. They had to go from a one point to another. It was a long way. But they were given a torch, and they had to light the torch. And they would typically do this when the weather was like windy or rainy or the weather was bad. And the goal is whoever can get the torch still lit over the finish line. It's not, it's not getting to the finish line first, but whoever gets to, the, gets to the finish line and crosses with the torch still lit, they're the winner. And the runners would race and fight the elements and they would protect the flame. They would keep the flame burning. Keep the flame burning burning. I tell you guys, I want to be the one who, and I hope you will too, that keeps the flame of your torch lit all the way to the finish line for Jesus. What does that mean? That means living supernatural. I'm not going to give in to every little wind and every little storm and every little circumstance that comes my way, even if it's a big, bad, ugly storm. That's supernatural living. That's breakthrough lifestyle. Breakthrough lifestyle brings you the breakthroughs. Breakthrough lifestyle brings you the breakthroughs. And tonight's the beginning of that for many of you. We're just going to do some, we're just going to worship God right now. In spite of your pain, I'm asking you to worship God. And if you can't, then you just enjoy the moment because somebody else's worship will break the chains off of you. And then we're going to, I'm going to pray for you to receive power, be empowered by the Holy Spirit, pray over your needs. And we're going to be baptized in water. We're going to be out of our way here in just a minute. But I want you guys to stand. I want you to stand. Jordan, I want you to lead us in worship. Church, I just want you just to tune everything out. You know that problem I told you to identify earlier? I want you now just to cast that off. Get rid of that thought. Get rid of that stress. 
Let's take just a few minutes, real quick here. Let's just worship Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I thank you, God, that in this atmosphere, chains are falling off. Breakthrough is happening. I thank you, God, that in this atmosphere, you are supernaturally breaking chains off of people. Prison doors are opening up. Because tomorrow, some of these people are going to walk on the job, Lord, you know it. And there's going to be a shift in the atmosphere. They're going to walk into their home with new authority and new power. There are going to be surprises, financial blessings that are going to come just out of the blue. And it's going to be from you, God. I thank you, God, that there's healing that's happening in this room right now. Physical healing in Jesus' name. You're our healer. I thank you, God. Deliverance is happening in this room. People have been plagued and troubled by demonic spirits. It's going in Jesus' name. Spirit of darkness is gone in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.